Journal entry 018. Location, Imperial Western Brewery, downtown Los Angeles. Our adventurers today are me, Adam Fay. Me, Josh, and an extra special guest. Head brewer for Mm -hmm. 213 Group, 213 Hospitality Group, Group, uh, Imperial Western Brewery, and Arts District Brewery. Yes. Devin Randall. Mm -hmm. Very, 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 very cool episode. Yeah, we were very excited about this one. We've been trying to get her on the podcast for a while and it finally worked yes finally got her everything lined up it was it was beautiful and, it was. And, and it's almost better that we uh had to wait a little bit because uh when we were first trying she was just working at arts district and now we got the pleasure of sitting in the absolutely stunning oh yeah imperial western brewing it's a totally beautiful space built into the union station downtown mm-hmm. and it's just we had we just and usually we sit in like the back room or in a storage room or something mm-hmm. but we were just in one of the booths, yeah. around everyone having lunch, and it was it was cool. It was amazing. The original booths, as you will, original booths. as you will find out. Yeah, yeah. she was a total uh, architect, history nerd mm. about the building, so she had a lot of awesome insights about it. Yeah, not just not just beer. Yeah, we have we have history and travel and and intrigue. intrigue. Yes, yes, damn it, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a it was an amazing episode, and just for just a little bit of yeah, a little bit of backstory, like Devin is an incredible brewer with an incredible history, having worked at you know all the way from Lost Abbey, Pizza mm-hmm. Port, Arts District, Imperial Western, a few climbing the ranks, a few in between. Yeah, she is amazing as you will hear um yeah, yeah I, I don't want to drag this on for too long because the episode's so good i think we should probably just dive into it right yeah enjoy it subscribe if you like uh yeah thanks oh, for listening thanks for listening yeah and here's us again but in a different place welcome to craft beer adventure club So we are here with Devin Randall, who is the brewmaster for Imperial Western Bruco and also for Arts District Brewing. Thank you so much yes. for joining us. We're this has been great. Super excited about this. Thank and you for coming. Of course. Really happy to have you here. And it's Thank such you. a beautiful, beautiful space. It's such an awesome. Like we are literally sat in one of the booths overlooking the incredible, uh, massive Art Deco space. Did you call it an atrium or? Um, Is there a technical term for this kind of room? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was a Fred Harvey house originally. Right. So it opened in 1939 with the rest of Union Station. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fred Harvey houses were in all of the rail depots. Um, at that time, a lot of the depots were desolate. Okay. Um, places like Winslow, Arizona, and Las Vegas, New Mexico sure. just didn't have infrastructure to support the people that were getting off on these at these train depots um, mm-hmm. and they didn't have food on the trains. Mm. So these Harvey houses were built to feed the passengers on the Atchison and Atchison, Topeka, Santa Fe. It's a hard one to say. Right, um, right. As well as they expanded to other train lines, but that was his main partner mm. awesome. in all this. Nice. So they were doing yeah, they were doing hospitality at train stations like way before anyone else basically yeah Yeah. and the way that they did it was really creating a reputation for themselves of dependability and yeah high class service um when a lot of people who were on the train trying to get food were getting ripped off uh not getting food at all Mm -hmm. 30 minutes to get off the train pay for food eat it and get back on right right yeah so a lot of people were like going hungry on the train which was bad for business for sure. the train. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to be sitting on the train for six hours hungry. Starving. Yeah. Longer than that. It takes about as long to travel by train as it does to travel by car. Oh. Um, maybe even a little bit longer depending on how long you stop hmm. for. Um, so if you're going cross country that can be several days. Yeah. Right, right. No food. And now, <laughs> now quite happily, you can have a, a few, a few beers, a few quality beers before you start on your journeys around yeah. America. Yeah, yeah, that's something that seems like a no-brainer that you right. have food on the train. But at the time, they did not. Right, not right. figure. Especially yeah. uh, <laughs> as like one of the only ways to really travel across the country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I think that so, would be more so, so talking about the, the the building itself. So Imperial mm-hmm. Imperial Western, the, the that old uh, uh, Harvey Western. Did you say Harvey Western building? Uh, Fred Harvey. Fred, Fred Harvey. Harvey. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Fred Harvey. Sorry. So that old, the Fred Harvey building. Um, how much is like the original building, and how much is is sort of the Imperial Western touch that you've brought into here? So the front of house is largely um, original or intended to look like the original. Mm-hmm. The only thing that we really redid 
uh, the upholstery on the booths that we're sitting in. Mm-hmm. Right. However, most of the wood is original. Oh, really? Even, oh, wow. And Even the, the floor. Booths. Yeah, the floor hmm. is original. Um, all of the ceiling is original. In fact, there's a really cool display in the breezeway of Union right. Station um, talking mm. about exactly what went into that project of restoring all of the ceiling tiles. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I was telling you they were like uh, cutting edge mm-hmm. um, acoustic ceiling tile at the time. It's like amalgamated cement. Right. And cleaning them was really difficult. Mm. Not only are those tiles way far away up on that ceiling, <laughs> sure, 50 yeah. feet in the air. Right, um, it's also hard to clean cement amalgamation Um, so they tried a variety of techniques um, and Metro restored all of the ceiling tiles throughout the building that's amazing Um, all of these parrot tiles the painted tiles Mm -hmm. on the wall are all original in fact there's one really big crack like right behind here oh really on the yeah the east facing (laughs) wall Um, after you know 80 years of being around that's all the damage that these walls have of all the earthquakes that have happened Hmm. it's pretty cool yeah it's it's amazing history so great that it's yeah so much of it is uh the the original Hmm. the original building and the chandeliers are original the floors are original uh the bar is not the bar was rotting had to be taken out Uh. but it is and it had to be raised. It was like a diner bar. So if you were like gotcha. getting drinks, you'd be like facing someone's crotch, basically. Oh, right. <laughs> they, they got permission to raise the bar. Fantastic. Is there so a, a whole <laughs> approval process if you're changing like historical buildings and things yeah, like that? Yeah, there is a historical society. Mm-hmm. Um, I, no, it's definitely a city landmark. I'm not sure if it is mm-hmm. a state. It should be. Um, sure. yeah, because yeah. of how incredibly intact it all is. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really hard to to put into words how how beautiful the the, the building is. It's, what yes. what a unique space, especially for, just for a brewery space. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Don't so usually think of this kind of glamorous setup when right. you think brewery, <laughs> like garage, or yeah, warehouse, yeah. Park. Right, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the reason that we got the le- the lease, I believe, mm-hmm. is um, actually partly to do with it being a Harvey house. Mm-hmm. So I told you they were in all of the train depots, um, and one of the ways that they were able to service all of the people that came through is by having massive prep kitchens. Right. Mm. So the kitchen is six thousand square feet. The front of oh, wow. house is only five. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it doesn't take an expert in building restaurants to know that that doesn't sound right. Right. It's right. Lopsided and the wrong direction by a lot (laughs) Um, so when uh, said Moses owner of 213 came through and Mm. got the idea to actually take this lease he was like we could put a brewery back there oh that's awesome awesome. so that's where that's why we were a good fit for this location yeah didn't really need to change too much that's no, like I no. said, we, we changed a little in the back. Mm-hmm. We moved a few walls around. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that we could not do up front. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They allowed us to do a little more in the that's back. That's good. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about your your journey with 213 and how, how that started. But before that, mm-hmm. let's let's go even even further back, back. And, and start at the beginning. Like so where when was the first time that you were you getting into beer or you wanted to become a brewer and what what in what inspired that and did you want to become a brewer or was it something that you sort Kinda of happened, fell yeah. into yeah like where did, so, where, what's the origin story of Devin Randall I first <laughs> fell in love with good beer at a beer bar called Raleigh's um, which is in Berkeley California I was going to college at UC Berkeley and nice. working there on the side awesome and they the bears. The, yeah the bears. <laughs> <laughs> They had all of their servers learn um, enough about the beer to tell a good story. You had Hmm. to know where the breweries were. Um, This is back in like 2005 or so. Um, So at the time, Stone is around Mm -hmm. and Bear Republic is around. Um, Anchor, Sierra Mm -hmm. Nevada, Mm -hmm. those guys are all around. So this, this... pub has about like 20 beers on tap and definitely has Budweiser and Mm -hmm. Miller and stuff too but they also had interesting things Um, and my first favorite beer was Moosterl Brown from Big Sky which is still around awesome yeah yeah, I've since gotten to meet the owner um, and awesome. had brewers over there, and hmm. it's so cool. I'm like, yeah. your beer is what made me fall in love with good beer. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I remember I, ordering that beer once just because I thought the name was hilarious. And yeah. Like, oh, it's actually good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's excellent. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so I remember the moment when I was like, I like this good beer. Awesome. Yeah. 
Awesome. And I really liked the story. I love telling the story to uh, as a waitress mm-hmm. um, to my tables, and they'd say, "What's IPA?" And I'd be like, "Well, yeah, we <laughs> let me tell you." Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's so important. I think yeah, the, the everything that comes there. Obviously, there's the beer itself, but like you know, like like fine dining. There's all the story and and like you know, comparable to wine. So much has gone into it, and all the yeah. craft and everyone that's been involved with that, and all yeah. the, all the different processes that make that. Even now, like all these beers we're drinking now brewed in this stunning old you know like mm-hmm. historical building it all right. adds to this amazing tale yeah. so yeah I feel the same way in, in that and but, clearly yeah. if you have such an affinity for history and the stories yeah. behind things this must be like the perfect place oh, to brew right. yeah. <laughs> no I, I started um, the book that I read that I got a lot of the information about the Fred Harvey company hmm. is called Appetite for America by Stephen Freed hmm. awesome. I always want to credit him because yeah, yeah. it's such an amazing book we'll, yeah. we'll put a link in the, uh, in the in the bio of the episode so if yeah. everyone wants to check that out cool. Really cool yeah that's where I got like the majority of my information about all this <laughs> awesome awesome were you reading it like an hour ago trying to like just make sure that you had all your facts you know what I gave the book I've given the book to a couple of different staff members so it's been like checked out for a long time that's awesome um, which made it really hard I wrote the um, the Brewer's Corner for Beer Paper LA a couple of months ago and it was really last minute (laughs) and Daniel Drennan was like write about whatever you want I was like well I'm just it's gonna be a big advertisement for my yeah of course why not and he was like okay I'm in a pinch like go ahead I didn't have the book so oh, I'm doing no. it all for memory and having to look up all these details and I was like I know what chapter this is in yeah that's awesome um oh, and I great. still haven't gotten it back but I think I've convinced uh 213 that it's worth buying a few more copies for yes, everyone to have I would say so. <laughs> sure no that's very cool like you said it ties into the story you know it's good for people to well, so if anyone any customer has a question about it and if you know the answer it's I've that much cooler I've committed most of it to memory so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no I'm already in, just hearing about what this was before I'm already more inspired so mm-hmm. okay so you have the the beer from Big Sky and then mm-hmm. you and you're like this is this I'm is, hooked. This is, this, you're hooked. Cool. Yeah, I like good beer. I'll still drink, you know, whatever with my friends. Sure. That's sure. what's available. But right, I know right. that I like good beer. Of right, course. Right. It was a couple of years later. Um, I was back living in Los Angeles, where mm-hmm. I grew up, cool. um, on the West Side, and ended up dating a guy who was in a homebrew club, awesome. and started going to the homebrew club and started homebrewing with him. Mm-hmm. And He's that was around the time that I stopped drinking bad beer. Okay. <laughs> that was okay. around the time that I was like, I won't it's do it. No more. Out of your no life. More. I'm not drinking. Yeah. yeah, if Budweiser's the only thing available, I guess I'm not drinking anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Are you, are you still that way now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the exception of Micheladas. I'll drink a bunch of Micheladas. Half (laughs) tomato juice. Sure, sure. (laughs) Put an asterisk on that one. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. So, so, and yeah, with you... uh, someone in your position has access to fantastic beer most of the time really, right? yeah. so you know and uh, it's really cool that now there's almost always a, a decent option cool yeah yeah so, even in the stadiums and stuff now yeah so. that's yeah good. no yeah, yeah. It's, it's true and with the the homebrewing club so mm-hmm. um are they still around Is it yeah there? pacific gravity oh okay um, yeah 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 nice. oh, fantastic yeah i still do the program with them for hmm. jbf oh, uh we couldn't last year because i was kind of in between uh here and there sure sure with Arts District, um, but usually do the program with them. And mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, they're a great club. They're, they're a pretty, pretty, big, pretty big LA club now, right? They're, uh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I think they went through a period they kind of lost their home base mm, for right. a little while and they were bouncing around, but I think they're, yeah, building back, back up. Back on top, yeah. And there's the, uh, the other one. I'm, my brain, the Maltos Falcons are the other. They're the they're the old the old group. Good name. Yeah, I love the no, beer, the, beer, the beer pun names are fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so good. But, uh, Drew Beecham was in here a few weeks ago. Fantastic um, to oh. do a little podcast here. Nice. Yeah, I've awesome. been in a long time, so it was fun catching That's great. up. great. It's very cool. Yep. Very cool. I love. Yeah, the the as, you, as I'm sure you're aware, the the beer community is is relatively relatively small, but relative. Once you're you know once you're very I say friendly. once you're in, like you know this there, mm-hmm. there's. It's such a small, inviting, happy, productive, and supportive uh, yeah. en- environment. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, and yeah. I guess, I guess I wanted to talk about that. Well, let's let's keep talking about um, let's keep talking about your history first because I want to know. I, I, mm-hmm. I want to know like just just the the rough steps of, of where you, where yeah. you went from there. So you so. joined the uh, the brew club and what was so yeah, yeah. I was in the homebrew club. Mm-hmm. Um, so going to like monthly meetings mm-hmm, and learning cool. about more styles, doing a little bit of brewing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship with the guy didn't last, right. and 
you know, a couple of months went by and I was like, I really miss homebrewing. Right. And right. then I was like, maybe I'll go buy my own stuff. Um, it's not very expensive to get started, especially mm-hmm. if you just do extract. Sure, sure. Um, mm. So I did, and I started doing it every weekend. And if I wasn't brewing, I was packaging. It's like bottling. <laughs> right. And I was like, man, this is great. Mm-hmm. I love this. I wonder if I could turn this into a job. Right, yeah. right. Um, and I actually met a few people along the way. Um, there's a woman by the name of Renee Duffy uh, who worked at, I think her, she's married since then, so her name has changed, but she worked right. at Lagunitas. Oh, cool. Hmm. Okay. And I met her at the LA Grilled Cheese Invitational. <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> a prestigious Lagunitas was like sponsoring it. That sounds wonderful. What an event. Yeah. And I, I got to talking to her and she was like, oh yeah, I used to be a brewer. She was <laughs> like, it wasn't for me, but she was like, if you want to do it, you totally can. Yeah. So that's where I got the idea that it was like a totally viable thing to do. It wasn't crazy. Other people had done it before. Um, So I kind of set out looking for a brewing job and I started taking the BJCP with my homebrew club. Fantastic. Mm. Cool. So I think that's what got my foot in the door Mm -hmm. for my first job at Lost Abbey. Which right. was mm-hmm. so lucky. I yeah. mean, Lost Abbey's. How did you yeah, get into Lost, Lost Abbey? Yeah, Lost Abbey 10 years ago was like at its peak. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to work there, so it was pretty cool. Were you just cool. like hounding on the door? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to like four or five different breweries. Uh, Green Flash was one, Stone was one. They actually kicked me out of the waiting room. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I tried to like pull a fast one on them too. It was very out of character, but I had gotten like a robo email from an application for an assistant uh, brewer okay. position. Right. And it wrote back, it was like, don't call us we'll call you like sincerely uh you know like anita or something right. sure so i went there i was like i have an appointment with anita <laughs> and they were like no you don't no, yeah. you're a liar yeah, yeah. we're gonna a call robot. security on you. <laughs> oh that's amazing um, so i was like because it's not very like me i was like pretty devastated i was like Aww. oh god yeah what am i doing gambled and because <laughs> like once once you decided that's what you were gonna do you were like this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And you were, it sounds like you were all or nothing until that until I was, that point. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of persistence, but also a lot of luck. Um, yeah. I went to Lost Abbey and got lucky there. Right, right. Um, I met the head brewer, and I think the whole staff was having their meeting. And I was actually down there for a real estate interview primarily, mm. but it right. was like, as long as I'm down here, I'm going to... Might as well. I'm going to sure. try all yeah. these breweries Right, too. right, right. So I was wearing like a skirt and heels. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I want to brew with you. I'm taking my BJCP right now. <laughs> right. And the head brewer was like, okay, come back tomorrow at 6 a.m. You need like work boots, work clothes. I yeah. was like, sure. <laughs> cool. And I showed up, and then I came back again the next day. And he was a little bit like, okay, what do you want? Like, I gave you a brew day. Like, yeah. wh- why are you still here? Yeah, yeah. So I just started um, doing everything I could that I knew how to do, like taking mm-hmm. out the trash, right, sweeping right. up, whatever like whatever was going on that I could help out with. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to help out. I'm not getting paid. Right, so right. Either. Oh, really? Um, and eventually I just didn't go away. So they, they, just they kept you. letting me work. And then eventually I was like, hey, maybe I could get some money for this. And I could move down here because yeah. I was commuting from Los Angeles. No. Oh, serious? Yeah. Like every day? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my well, God. Well, like a couple of days a week. Yeah. Um, I was still. I was working wow. in real estate um, and working for my mom. So she okay. gave me a lot of flexibility. That's I was good. like, can I go down to three days a week? She said, no problem. So I'm like getting half paid, mm-hmm. digging right. into my savings a little. And yeah driving down to San Diego uh, for like a couple of days a week for Mm. a few months. Um, This started in March 2010 Mm -hmm, and went on until August 2010 when I actually got hired and moved down there. Paid your dues. Yeah. 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 So I did a lot of driving back and forth, but it was like just so fun and exhilarating. Yeah. Right. 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 I was 25 with the energy. No, sure. Yeah. Right. No, that's awesome. Just pure hope and adrenaline. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Nice. That's super cool. That's super cool. So and what was your uh, title when you got hired at Green Flash? Or not Green oh, Flash, uh, Lost Abbey, Lost sorry. Abbey. Lost Abbey. Yeah. Um, and I almost got hired at Green Flash. All Lucky right. I didn't after all that went down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, uh, assistant brewer. Okay. Yeah. I think, which was generous because I mostly like labeled bottles and sure. occasionally <laughs> filled kegs. Sure. Yeah. Well, Stood on a resume though. Yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, so you, you worked your way. You, you did the uh, the classic brewer's route. You literally started with mm-hmm. like cleaning everything and then yeah, apprenticed and learned. And it's then, good yeah. to know how to do all the 
junk work, oh, a lot yeah. of oh, yeah. work. You can't, you know, just yeah. start out at the top and, mm-hmm. and the, not the, know how to fill kegs or something. The, exactly. The less the less uh, romantic side of brewing is mainly cleaning, right? A so lot of cleaning and like equipment maintenance. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are the harder, that's, more tedious things. Sure. So, so how was it moving? Because had you did you have it in the back of your mind that like I'm I'm gonna move my life to San Diego I'm gonna I'm gonna do that or was it just like well I've got this job I'm obviously gonna move here like was it scary mm-hmm. at yeah, all no I like? was I was into moving yeah. San Diego is a very fun city yeah cool. um, great beer city great beer city right so, a great one beer of the city best. so yeah. I was excited to be a part of that mm-hmm. um, yeah. and was not unhappy about leaving LA behind briefly. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, I'd broken up with the boyfriend. Right, I didn't right. like mm-hmm. my job. A clean, a clean. And you grew up here. I'm, good to get away yeah, for a little I was, bit. I was yeah. totally cool with moving down to San mm-hmm. Diego. And LA 2010, not a very berry city back then, right? Is it like no, just it was, starting to happen? It was or? really close knit though. Yeah. Like when, mm. um, you know, whenever a new beer bar opens, yeah. everyone went. Right, right. Mm. Of course. Um, so that's how I met Brian Lenzo. Right. Who's the liaison between me and 213. Right. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. So when Blue Palms opened over 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, they had their 10th anniversary last August. Cool. I love Blue um, Palms. <laughs> I had gone to his soft o- soft opening or like media night or something right. with mm-hmm. that boyfriend that cool. was in the homebrew club. Right, right. Okay, So cool. I met Brian that night. Nice. And then ever since then, we saw each other at various festivals mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and so that's how I got connected with 213 was through Brian. Awesome. They wouldn't have we wouldn't have otherwise met. Yeah. That's very cool. That's so very it just, cool. it helps to just be present and show up to events and things. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that was just, that was what everyone did. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, new beer bar. We're all going to go. We'll, we'll all be there. Yeah. Just hang out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fun. That's or like cool. Verdugo bar. Same thing when that mm-hmm. opens, everyone went. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have some friends at Verdugo and yeah. And, um, Surly Goat, is it the same owner, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, the, yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, yeah Ryan yeah. and Brandon. That's right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, amazing. So, okay, so between 213, we have, and, and Arts District was the first thing from 213, right? It was the first mm-hmm. sort of brewery that those guys yes. were doing. Now, in between there, we have Pizza Pot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, okay, so what, so we've, we've done all the, we've done the, your apprentice brewer at uh, Lost Abbey, and mm-hmm. did you, you said you're there from, March till August, did you? Oh, is that when you got hired? Oh, uh, that's when I, yeah, that's okay. when I finally yeah. got like officially hired. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, how many years were you officially hired yeah. at Lost Abbey? I was there about two and a half years. Okay. Nice. And then I was at Pizza Port for about three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was at Pizza Port Ocean Beach, um, right. mm-hmm. learning with Yuga Miyashiro. And then I was up at Solana Beach as my first head brewer job. Nice. Awesome. For about awesome. two and a half years. Uh, then came up to Arts District. Mm-hmm. in 2015 cool um i came up in may we opened uh december awesome so wow. i got to be a part of yeah a good portion of the build out yeah oh cool yes yeah. so how far along were they when you got into the scene they were like doing the drains when i first got there oh, okay wow. yeah, so, so yeah so it was uh it was far along enough that like that's why i was saying we couldn't change anything at that yeah. point like things were pretty much going where they were gonna go mm-hmm. right um but it was you know definitely I got to be a part of all the equipment installation sure. mm-hmm. and you know That's different good. choices of materials we're That's using and stuff. Fantastic. So you wasn't you weren't just like um, just plucked and dropped in and like okay here you go or no you people got do to that stay. a lot and yeah. i just like mm. that yeah of course yeah. of course yes. because it's it's really good experience um that's part of why i wanted to be on this project was mm-hmm. getting to do the build out it gives mm-hmm. you so much better ability to deal with things when they break later on you know sure. who mm-hmm. to call you know how it got put together you know why it's configured a certain way or if it yeah. has a weakness um right. so yeah that was amazing yeah. And you can have some choice in the in the setup for just a, a, a more efficient brew day, I guess. You know, if you know yeah. How, yeah. how everything's laid out and where everything's going right. to be. And yeah, like I was saying, like having everything yeah. in a row is just fine. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to be separated by rooms. <laughs> so jumping between the two, the two, two very different, so very different venues, and and I say I think you know very different breweries in terms of in terms of aesthetic and, and layout and things like that mm-hmm. is how do you how do you find managing the two and what's the what's the sort of diff, the diff, the main differences between the two mm-hmm. the two sites um arts district is a little more chaos right. <laughs> it's, it's a lot harder to manage sure. um like there's there are more taps um mm-hmm. there are just more staff more people right things here fortunately are laid out a little bit better 
that make it slightly easier, I sure. think, um, for That's the good. bar staff and for me. Right, right. Um, but we, we hope to be just as busy. Um, of course, yeah. Yeah, down the line. Saying we're, we did pretty well last week, so yeah. I'm happy about that. Good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you said you were saying earlier that the you're, hitting your, you're hitting your figures, so you're pretty yeah. happy with how it's going. <laughs> yeah, and, right. And since uh, the vibes are clearly different from, like, uh, Arts District to here, like, mm-hmm. is there a pros and cons to each setup, or do you prefer, like, one over the other? Um, yeah, we've kind of... After it, we've been open about three months, um, and it kind of feels like our clientele here is a little bit more grown up, mm-hmm. I guess. There's just like an air of like a little bit more sophisticated. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's different. It sort of exudes it suits that the room, feeling yeah. for sure. For right. Sure. I want to be wearing like a, a bow tie and like, right. I wanna, like yeah, <laughs> you know, smoke a cigar and swing my jacket on a coat hook when I walk in. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, it's very, it's very, it's very it's classy. like a cartoon rich person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, a, like a cartoon rich person. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Oh, that's, that's and cool. Art Sisters, I was there last night, you know, during mm-hmm. the game. Very lively, a lot of energy. I bet. Really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. birthday parties going on and babies and all sorts <laughs> of, like, just stuff going on. Yeah, dogs. Many, many dogs. Dogs, yeah. people <laughs> taking shots. Yeah, right. so, you know, we have a little bit of that element here, but it's just not quite as wild. Sure. Right, right. You have the skee ball league, right? Uh, uh, we have skee ball, and there's just yeah, there's <laughs> just like frenetic activity over there. Yeah, and here it's a little <laughs> bit more focused. It's cool. It's because cool I love I love arts district because it's one of those spots where when we want to have like a a live like most a we, party. most of the time we go evening. most of the time we go yeah. to breweries, but <laughs> yeah, arts district is a lively brewery. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So because yeah. I'm we're way past ever wanting to ever go to a nightclub ever again. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. arts district, we at least still get that vibrance and that fun and that energy uh, yeah. which is which is fantastic so yeah and um and here for me i love i love imperial western um not just for the beer but the the chicken you guys do and the seafood you guys do is like oh, yeah. yeah the chef ex- is amazing um, the grilled cheese is a new item on the menu it's excellent awesome um, it's mm-hmm. like awesome. gruyere a little bit of bacon um a bell pepper dipping sauce kind of looks like tomato soup but it's that not sounds good. we may have to delve into that before oh, we leave this building oh, nice. that's my new favorite <laughs> oh, nice. yeah oh fantastic <laughs> that's so hard cool. to say no to a grilled cheese yeah regardless yeah <laughs> right but right. nice so yeah okay cool so do you have any input in the the food itself or do you, does the the brewing and the no, kitchen I just, collaborate we are doing a beer pairing dinner we haven't put any advertisements out but sure. it'll be april 18th um, oh, on the patio awesome. awesome so it'll be kind of like a small it's intimate mm-hmm. I think there's only 50 seats so um we will be collaborating and doing like dishes cool cool um made to go with the beers mm-hmm. or, you That's know. awesome. Will you, be ho- will you be hosting that or will it be like, yeah. uh, oh, cool. Yeah, oh, Chris cool. Longley and I will be hosting that. Fantastic. Nice. Oh, that sounds be really fun. fun. <laughs> so, the beer, talking talking about the beer, yes. we've, let's let's uh, let's delve into it. You have brought us a fantastic... Uh, uh, so I brought a Pilsner, fan. Schweitzer Pilsner. Schweitzer it Pilsner. is back on the menu. Love Hooray. And it's so one of my much. favorites. I, I love the Union Station Thank Lager you. and it's our best seller. But this is just a little bit bolder and a little Mm -hmm. bit hoppier, and I love those noble Mm -hmm. hops. It's got a little tet in it. Cheers. Um, Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cool. (laughs) A little bit of tet, you said? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, cool. Mm. Yeah, German tet major. And um, also, we got a filter that we share with Arts District, but... Mm. It's been really fun to be able to properly filter these these nice <laughs> loggers. They, they want it, you know, they taste yeah. better for it. It's delicious. Yeah, the body That's of really that is nice. fantastic. That's very good. Yeah, very simple. Just mm. um, hmm. And was this the, the first see. beer you brewed here? or? Uh, no, the first beer we brewed was the... Uh, the 40 English Mild. Okay. Cool. And that's named after Ford Harvey, who was really kind of, if Fred Harvey was like the the spirit of the brewery, right. and, or not the brewery, um, of the Fred Harvey houses, <laughs> right. um, his son Ford was the one who really made it work in real life. Okay. Cool. cool. Um, and really did the majority of the growth of the company. Nice. But he awesome. took very little credit, so. Cool. Oh. Shout out to Ford Harvey. Yeah. Are, the, <laughs> are the Harvey family still around? Do you know? Are they, uh, is the uh, legacy so gone? So, I don't want to ruin the book, but oh, okay. a variety of, <laughs> the a variety of factors, yeah. including yeah. the whole family kind of like 
imploding happens. Oh, really? So I don't know that they're interested. I know that they said no to us using their name. They did not want hmm. to license out the name. Sure. Um, so there are still like ancestors of the Harveys. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure how much they want to be associated with with the business anymore. Interesting. Got to read that book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll love it. It's not only like it's a drama on the level of like the whole family and what goes on and also mm-hmm. what's going on with the United States. Right, right. I okay. mean, from like World War yeah. and the change in the way that people traveled. They, people stopped taking trains and started buying personal automobiles. Mm-hmm. Right, right. As well as airline travel was available yeah. around that time. Huge difference. So the Fred Harvey Company went under in 1968. Mm-hmm. Right. This building was shuttered in 1967 mm-hmm. and hasn't been in regular use ever since wow interesting so until you guys came along there's just been this gorgeous empty room (laughs) they um they used it for filming right okay so there's an agent tommy who works here still Mm -hmm. that would like run it out for it's in um all of union station is in blade runner oh cool uh this room (laughs) is in like one of the older star trek episodes oh fun (laughs) also fiona apple's paper bag yeah Uh, yeah, that music video where it's all dark yeah Mm -hmm. it's a lot more like dancing and stuff going on and it's a totally different building right yeah um the way that they used it but it's it pops up all over the place it's in a lot of different (laughs) things that's awesome are you still able to do that are you still able to rent it out for things or i guess it's probably too busy operational now right yeah i don't know if it would be too much for a filming budget we rent out arts district occasionally for commercials hmm. things that take like one day in the daytime because sure. we don't open until 3 p.m there during right. the okay. week so yeah. we can do it without sacrificing a lot of the goodwill of our customers mm-hmm. here we're open for lunch and i don't hmm. know if it would it would be really expensive to turn away customers yeah right. of course yeah so we haven't had a whole lot of filming yet but i'm not sure where that will go Cool. And so you guys open uh, Monday to sun- Monday to Sunday, pretty much like yeah, every day. Yeah, like, week. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just open excellent. at noon every day. Awesome, awesome. I guess it, it makes sense with you, with you know, with it being next to the station. You're gonna have so many people coming through. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Do you do you feel like you often get a lot of the the travelers from the station coming over here? Or? I think our most regular customers are people who take the metro that I've seen. That right, right. Just like everyday and commuters. Yeah, everyday commuters, people who are like on their mm-hmm. way to and from work and they pass through the station. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. There aren't a whole lot of people that live right here. We have the mm-hmm. Mosaic Apartments. Um, beyond that, everyone in Chinatown is like, it's a few blocks till you get to yeah. anything residential. Sure, sure. So it's still, does it still feel kind of destination then for 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 the beer for the beer fans anyway I mean I know yeah. like for people like us that's mm-hmm. we go to breweries and, and all of our friends go to breweries and, and it's w- totally like, destination yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah luckily still, it's like, I think it's a worthy destination I would you're not, agree you're not driving way out of your way to go to industrial park at least yeah, there's yeah. food here and I mean, if anything you're only six blocks from the dead center of downtown so right. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so two breweries and you've worked at this point maybe six breweries up to this point is it and, Five or six? Uh, yeah, we'll be Lost Abbey, um, OB, Solana Beach, Arts District. This will be number five. Five, yeah, yeah. amazing. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so all those breweries, lots of beers. Lots um, of beers. How, obviously, you're the brewmaster, so do all beers go through you? I know we met your we met your uh, your other brewer, uh, Garcia. Uh, Eric. Eric Garcia, Eric. Yeah, 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 fantastic. Um, very, very cool. Like, how, how, um, how many beers do those guys get to bring to the table or does everything go through you or because that's obviously a few sites now that's lots of different lots of different beers and what i was always impressed with basically my long story short i was always very impressed with the sort of turnover with interesting beers that you were doing at arts district was yeah were you going through a period of just figuring out what works or were you like just or do you just love to experiment and because it was the the quality was amazing and i was like how do they have new stuff on already it was always really (laughs) good it was hard yeah Yeah. it would be to come up with like one or two creative beers per week sometimes (laughs) it's crazy it's like you have to have i mean i have like lists of beers that i Mm -hmm. would like to brew Mm -hmm. and then you know i'll research them and develop them and then you have to give them a personality and a name and then 
tasting notes. Yeah. Sometimes provide, you know, a visual um, for mm-hmm. it. Going back to that story, every beard isn't just a beer, it needs its own identity and its own yeah. 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 No, I I don't know if it's like being uh, being like a writer, like having to write multiple articles per week, mm-hmm. right. um, something like that, where you put a lot of effort into them. Mm-hmm. But yes, there's a lot of high turnover of creativity. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Fortunately, once you get developed, um, if you need to like chill out for a month, you can always go back and brew old favorites. Right, mm-hmm. right. And Arts District's got you know a real library of stuff to pull from. Yeah. Sure so does. even if it was like an, a beer that was brewed two years ago, yeah. maybe you've never seen it before and it's mm-hmm. new to you mm-hmm. um here getting started was like a big push of creativity right. um yeah. eric garcia and i worked together on that Fantastic. wrote those recipes together now we kind of trade off um sure. like i'll do a couple he'll do a couple nice. awesome. he's he's very experienced i'm really lucky i got him um, he's been brewing as long as i've been brewing he was oh, cool. at eagle rock yeah oh amazing oh yeah eagle that's, Rock's that's great. right yeah oh that's right yeah sorry i was like they Names weren't nothing, nothing, yeah, yeah nothing was connecting in my brain i was like of course eagle rock yeah that's, then you that's got it it's fantastic. So um, comparing between Arts District and here, uh, do you have like different visions for the types of beers you want to make or is it just whatever sounds good to you at the time? Or Yeah, yeah. Um, so like I said, we've kind of like simplified things a little bit mm-hmm. here. Uh, mm-hmm. We have 26 unique taps, right. but really only 18 at the main bar. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I try to keep the number of beers to 18, which is still a pretty good variety. Arts yeah. District can do more like 24 right, unique right. beers at the main bar mm-hmm. if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Arts District wasn't always, like, so many crazy styles. Like, mm-hmm. we started out slow and built up, and then you start having, you know, we got footers, uh, we got more mm-hmm. tanks outside, right. uh, barrels, you know, mature, and over the course of a year or two, they end up being ready for service. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a canning line over there. So it's really over time it takes to build that repertoire. Um, right. And we tried to start out strong here, um, but don't feel the need to go overboard anytime soon. Sure. Mm-hmm. You don't do any off-premises stuff, do you? With with do you do do you do out does out do off-premises stuff as well? The or? law changed on January first. Oh, really? it's something I never thought I would see happen. So, <laughs> so what's the law now? Yeah. Okay, so we're a Type seventy five license, right. um, which makes us a retailer with manufacturing privileges rather right. than mm-hmm. a manufacturer. Um, which is what most breweries will be. So right. some breweries will also pick up a liquor license mm-hmm. and have a restaurant, like Ladyface, for instance. Right, right. They have two licenses. They have a manufacturer's license and the retailer's license. Mm-hmm. So they can do both. Right. Um, okay. For the Type 75s, um, it comes with some restrictions, and one of them was no uh, direct-to-consumer sales and mm-hmm. no donations, which is weird. No right. donations. Yeah. Huh. Um, so as of January 1st, that law changed. A um, couple of parties lobbied BJ's and mm-hmm. um, Tony Yano lobbied right. Congress to change the law, state oh, Congress. Wow. And that's a very expensive, time-consuming thing. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we're totally benefiting from that. And yeah. Um, you know, it's a whole different revenue stream that we didn't anticipate. So you, the mm-hmm. law has changed now, where you you literally can you can you can sell direct to consumer from. Yeah, no, I'll fill you a crowler later today. That is, I won't sweet. sell it to you. That's, okay, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's oh, that's very exciting. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah so we can do awesome. we can do cans to go as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We can sell kegs direct to consumers, mm-hmm. whatever, which is amazing. That's so cool so it was That's always kind so of a much bummer. easier <laughs> it's yeah. a bummer to tell people like no sure you can't yeah yeah <laughs> so cool. so recipe design and things like that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. just still on the beer how many when you were homebrewing like before you started working at lost abbey w- w- how successful were you as a homebrewer at the time like have you brought any of those early did you bring any of those early recipes with you as you went or do you feel like you really sort of Cut your chops. At, uh, cut your chops. You really learnt your tra- your craft at uh, Lost Abbey. Really learnt uh, learnt the most at Lost Abbey yeah. about that mm. um, homebrewing. I mean, you got to start somewhere. There, right, right. I would get recipes from the homebrew shop and made like an amber was my first beer, and awesome. then maybe a pale ale, um, stouts, Belgian double, some saisons, IPA. I mean, they were all you know kind of basic or beers mm-hmm. that like very forgiving like right. a Belgian double is a very forgiving beer if you right. don't nail the color sure. or if it doesn't attenuate quite right, right. you still usually end up with a drinkable product awesome um, 
But yeah, I learned a lot at Lost Abbey with um, Gordon Gursky, packaging mm-hmm. manager. So he really helps me out a lot with recipe development. He had been brewing for about 10 years. Cool. So, yeah. That's very cool. That's and very cool. yeah, but then once you get to your own brewery and Pizza Port is very, um, gives you a lot of free reign to do mm-hmm. what you want to do. So that's where I think, you know, getting to try out more cool things. Mm-hmm. I mean, people ask sometimes, do you make test batches? And I'm like, no, if you were going to make pasta bolognese for the first time, you've never made it, or spaghetti bolognese, um, you would be reasonably sure that you could do it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't make one of bite of spaghetti yeah. bolognese <laughs> and then be like, I did it. Then, now yeah, I'll go yeah. back and cook the whole thing. <laughs> no, a little bit of <laughs> yeah. piece of carrot. That's so I true. feel that way with brewing that like sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't make like a five gallon batch yeah. and then scale it up necessarily yeah. unless I really wasn't sure it would work. Right. Mm-hmm. right I was doing okay. something really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've not homebrewed anything for a long time now, nice. yeah. Nice. I, might, I might more like try out different like flavors and stick sure. it in a growler sure. overnight and see what happens. Sure, yeah, yeah. What's so, the, you, so you don't, yeah. sorry, go on. Was, yeah. I was just gonna ask, what was the, the craziest type of thing you tried that ended up actually working? Um, <laughs> we did, at Arts Districts, there was a beer with um, the Spirit Guild's Gin Botanicals that I was really worried would not work. Yeah, right. Uh, It's pretty unique. Did a a growler overnight with that, jumped in, and it was it's one of the staff's favorite beers. Nice, awesome. Um, Yeah, it's really distinct and Mm -hmm. it's not overly ginny. They use a lot of um, they're not so heavy on the juniper. They use Mm -hmm. a lot of like sage and other things in there. Cinnamon. That would be my worry: is juniper is so overpowering that it could. You know, real cut th- really cut through. Their but. recipe has changed over time. The first right. batch they <laughs> gave us was more juniper right. um, and was more gin-like, mm. and it's evolved to be a little bit like softer and rounder. Mm. Nice. Um, but all of all of the botanicals we've gotten them from them have worked out great. Yeah. Nice. I guess on that on that same that same question, what for you like what's what's your favorite the favorite things you've brewed or what's your favorite your favorite repertoire from like throughout throughout the years like what would you say are like your sort of your golden beers i guess the um i brewed a beer just last week that's fermenting right now that's a brute saison that i'm nice. really excited about that nice. was actually um my old assistant brewer who's now the head brewer at arts district awesome. um dave zalkowski right that was his idea I just was like, that sounds so cool. And I had time in my schedule. So I was like, let's let's collaborate. All right. <laughs> so he came over here and we brewed together. Nice. Um, I had some friends come up from San Diego too. Uh, John Schulz, photographer, mm-hmm. his assistant, Daniel, uh, and Brandon Hernandez, who's a beer writer down there. So oh, we had like great. a big old collaboration brew yeah. day. That's that so sounds great. I'm really excited to see how that beer turns out because mm-hmm. um, it's like... You're always trying to brew Saison DuPont is kind of the right, joke, right, yeah, and nobody right. can ever do it. <laughs> so doing the um, using the amylo, which yeah. is what um, is part of the process for making brute IPA, mm-hmm. yeah. um, applying that to Saison, I think will really dry it out and will be very yeah. interesting. I'm super excited to see what comes out of it. That's amazing. I am too. Yeah, that's super. That's Soon. very cool. Yeah, a couple and, of weeks. All right, we'll be back. I love to. I love to hear that as well because you you still have that element of the of the homebrew where it's like what's your favorite beer and it's like well the what's next the one tank? the next yeah. one yeah <laughs> exactly which is super cool yeah i love that and it sounds like you you really thrive in that with with arts district with the amount of the turnover of all the different beers you were doing and even when we came here it's not like you launched with like a couple of beers there was a full list of amazing yeah. beer. even on even on day one we worked our way through the list and we were like Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Like this. Is Did so you open good. with the full eighteen on? Uh, we opened, I think, to the public with twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was at at the request of two one three. They were mm-hmm. like, "You guys are pros. We yeah. want you to open strong." Um, and all of the management staff here is. Uh, within 213 like was already an employee so okay. no new employees here which I think hmm. really speaks to how much 213 wanted it to go right yeah right right they didn't want to like take a gamble on new people yeah. they wanted Everyone experienced was adults yeah. so here <laughs> we are <laughs> yeah there you go it's already a tight-knit family before you before yeah. you start right definitely That's fantastic and it did come at a cost to you know our GM uh, Steven Zakarian yeah, yeah right, um, right. Mm. our bar manager Brian Garcia was a lead over there yeah. Um, I came from there, head brewer, 
So it, it came at a cost to Arts District, losing mm-hmm. a lot of its top staff. Sure, sure. Um, gave a lot of you know new people the chance to step up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they really were serious about this place opening. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Really? At, with the best start it could. That's mm-hmm. great. Definitely. So, can we try something else? Would that be cool? Absolutely. Is it all right for me to? You sure? Get yeah, us yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We can we'll, pause. With, through the magic of editing, it'll be like you never left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, we have a whole bunch of beer in front of us, which is <laughs> the best kind of thing. So, so tell us what we have. Yes. Yeah. So we have a Belgian double mm-hmm. called Figgy Pudding. Oh, great, great name! About six oh, percent. It was mm-hmm. a collaboration with my good buddy down at Mason Ale Works. Oh, great! Mm-hmm. Uh, ben yeah. Blaney. Awesome. Nice. So, yeah, we had a good time brewing this. We brewed up here and we brewed down there, and we both. Uh, oh, cool. I actually didn't take the train. He took the train up. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meeting I mean, right. did he take the train right to here and then just hopped off? Or? Yeah, he took that the train Because that would have been very here. convenient. Um, yeah. yeah, totally. He was showed up at 7 a.m. for a brew day. Nice. Um, awesome. And. Yeah, so it's a uh, Chimay yeast, which I've never worked with before, right. mm. but I really like it. Cool. Um, it does not flock out great, right. so you've still got kind of a haze to it, which sure. is fine for Belgian beer, yeah. but, you know, that traditional uh, little bit of alcohol, that special mm-hmm. bee malt being really prominent in there. We actually use Double Roasted Crystal by Simpsons, which is oh. mimicking special bee, right. but mm-hmm. it's a different brand. Sure, sure. Nice. Oh, it smells fantastic. That's delicious. Yeah, I've really been enjoying the the Chimay yeast for. We've also got mm-hmm. a table beer um, that Eric wrote the recipe for, and then a quad as well. Okay, nice. This is incredibly smooth. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. just it's nice. It's uh, it's a beer that I learned to appreciate while I was at Lost Abbey. They have a beer mm-hmm. called Lost and Found. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, we were like labeling in the warehouse and popped one open and I was like, damn, this is a good beer. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this, this you should try that sometimes. <laughs> this is the sort of thing I would I would bring to uh, to a food pairing. I think this kind of, oh, yeah. the, the complexity of this kind of beer, because it's, it's smooth, but there's still it's a awesome. lot mm-hmm. of things at play in mm-hmm. it, which I think would really lend itself to. Uh, but not too heavy on the palate either. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just lovely. Yeah, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of the beers that's not like thematically named for mm-hmm. Fred Harvey stuff. Right. Sure. Right. Um, I had kind of joked about this name because mm-hmm. I was like, it, you know, figs are like an element that you could find in this beer. Yeah. That mm-hmm. kind sure. of like stone fruit or um, mm-hmm. that kind of sweet sugary fruit. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, we just went with it, and I don't think it's hurt sales. I think it's <laughs> one of the staff's yeah. favorites. Yeah. And for so just. You- of like these brewing these different kinds of beer like we had a pilsner before we have a belgian here like mm-hmm. obviously it's a different process for each beer but is there a, a type of beer you prefer brewing just like the process is more enjoyable for you or is it just all just its own experience it's all its own thing yeah. um you know some beers can be really easy it can mm-hmm. be kind of like a relief to brew sure right like right. session ipa is pretty easy it sure. doesn't have a whole lot of extra steps yeah um lager is a little bit harder with filtering You've got a mm-hmm. biofine or gelatin and right. then filter which can be um which can take longer cool um but yeah there's there's no one that's my favorite i'd say the the really easy ones are kind of a nice break i can like Mm -hmm. catch up on paperwork while i'm brewing instead (laughs) of like intensely paying attention to every Mm -hmm. single thing all the time right and and just for our just for our uh brewer nerd listeners out there probably most of them um could you tell us about your the two setups uh, arts district and, and here is it do you have a similar I think the capacity is the same, isn't it? The, do you do have a 15-barrel system at both at Yeah, both 15-barrel systems. Cool. Um, we've got a little bit more cellar capacity here. We right. have two more bright tanks. Mm-hmm. So we have six singles, two doubles on the brights. Cool. Six single fermenters, two doubles, um, which is the same uh, space that Arts District has. Mm-hmm. We've got the same brew setup. Mm-hmm. Um, the mash tun is oversized. The grist case is oversized. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. means you can brew a twelve percent stout, right? Right. Without having to short batch it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Awesome. No, that's very cool. Uh, yeah. I, and I imagine you spend most of your time here these days. Yeah, I'm here for day yeah. to day. Cool. Cool. Gotcha. Oh, and uh, yeah. Sorry. Between the so, if I guess you have that, you've got a similar setup between the two the two spots. Like, I guess will there be a will there be an Imperial Western Arts District collaboration, or will that just be you and yeah, those guys? Yeah, that's know, like the, the brute saison that we made. Oh, this is a collaboration. Oh, it's an official collaboration. Yeah, it's, it's an nice. official collaboration. Oh, right. oh, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, 
the other beer that I brought out is actually a collaboration between us and Teru. So this was oh. brewed at, or processed at Brewery Teru, mm-hmm. aged. Nice. Um, and when we built the brewery, we built it as a clean brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner said, kind of a little late in the game, was like, we're going to be a sour brewery. He said it publicly. Oh. And I was like, oh no, what do we do? <laughs> right, right. So we started doing um, like collaborations with ADBC. Mm-hmm. And then we did a collaboration with Teru and cool. bought like exclusive rights to the batch. He's- is, Pat- oh, cool. is, is Patrick Rue hands-on there, or is it a new, is it someone else? I was with uh, working with Jeremy, okay. primarily, for okay. the blend. Okay, cool. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Sure. I mean, Patrick's the owner, but sure. I don't know if he um, does all of the, the day-to-day stuff there. I'm not sh- yeah, I'm not sure if he's, yeah, I mean... But Jeremy was awesome. We kind of just went through what he could do and what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted something that was more aggressive right. in its acidity mm-hmm. and ABV because mm-hmm. I knew it would take me the longest to get there. Sure. Right, right. right. <laughs> because anything that I come out with pr- early on will probably be, you know, like a breaded, mm-hmm. uh, not super sour, more funky. Sure. Yeah. Um, and as we do develop acidity, it doesn't necessarily take off right away. Right, right. And to do high acidity in high ABV mm-hmm. is really tricky. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And we went with peaches um, nice. and came up with this lovely beer that's called Bells and Whistles. So Bells this is whistles, kind of sorry. train named. Like it. That was how <laughs> train signaled that they were coming yeah, with yeah, Bells and Whistles. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's yeah. awesome. That's <laughs> very cool. Seems Give it a go. Cool, yeah. So this one is 9%. Oh, is it? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, um, see, I. I recently, I just, I brewed a, um, uh, funnily enough, with, with Brian Thompson from Telegraph Brewing up in... Um, oh, cool. Uh, up in... Uh, yeah, they've been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was, we brewed a, a sour beer with uh, with peaches, funnily enough. And oh, uh, cool. we, I've just... Uh, it's so you're just, no stranger. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just cellaring at the moment. I, I actually cracked one a little bit early, but it's already tasting really good. But it's similar in the way that I, I really like really tart sour beers i really mm-hmm. i like it to have like a nice kick and a bit um a good high i'm not quite i'm at like uh, six but like but but i like a good high abv mm-hmm. nice yeah. tartness and no sure. it's selling this really is, well and it's oh, really good. unique yeah. it mm-hmm. is really aggressive it sh- it sure is. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> aggressive is a we have a goza as well mm-hmm. for the sour drinkers that are like a little of course, of course, i course. don't want so much sure <laughs> yeah 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 it's like, a good gateway Yes. Goza yeah. is a, a great <laughs> gateway sour, yeah, for sure. Have you yes. brewed a lot of uh, sours in your tenure as a brewmaster, or is this one of the... So, um, when I worked at La Savi, mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to be in charge of special projects. Mm-hmm. I called it special special ops. Um, <laughs> yeah, special ops. <laughs> but I was, I was doing, like, getting all the barrel samples and mm-hmm. getting to sit in on the blending mm-hmm. with Tommy and Gwen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Gwen Conley and Tommy Arthur, both, sure. you know, really experienced people um, in sour beer and blending and stuff like yeah. that. So that was awesome. So I got, um, I think, a really good education early on awesome. in how that works and what things you can live with and what mm-hmm. things you should stump it. Yeah. Um, and just developing my palate in terms of off flavors and stuff too. So that's that's where I started out. Um, and then at Solana Beach, it was like very limited. I had mm-hmm. four barrels to work with. Right. Um, going to Arts District, that was something that I wanted to expand. Um, it wasn't something that I was pushed to do. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, can I get a thousand bucks for barrels? And like, you're not gonna see any money back for a while and right. yeah. quietly fill them. And like someday <laughs> it'll be cool. And the beer that came out of those barrels was just fantastic. I loved it. And I was mm. like, you know what? I can't put this in a keg. It, it needs a beautiful label. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I worked with uh, Nick at Graphic Phantom. Um, and he came up with like the most beautiful art. Um, nice. I can grab a bottle. We've got some here that'd if you want to see oh, it. Sure. That'd be great. Love to see yeah, the art. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take. We'll we'll, we'll post it on our uh, on our Instagram when the uh, when the episode comes out. But yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be really yeah cool. he did such a good job with it. And then I was like, okay, now I need a little bottling line, something right. that can hmm. manage like a pallet of beer, basically. Just the, mm-hmm. the the extra special stuff, right? Yeah. So Dave and I built a bottling line for five thousand bucks, which was like super budget. Nice. I'm <laughs> so impressed that the thing actually works. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
so we built this little bottling line and they gave us the money to do it at arts and i guess they were really impressed with the results because mm-hmm. then they were like we're gonna have sour beers at yeah. the new brewery and i was like what? wait a minute what? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take me like at least a year and it's a big investment for real and i'll never be able to keep up with demands <laughs> so i was like uh that's such a fun management uh, <laughs> booth. I know, right? this tastes good all right you can do this cool we're sour brewery now yeah yeah i was like that all the so time. we we talked about things and like what we could do which is things like these collaborations right. and um we've got two fooders that normally live out here um next to the bar which the staff actually misses even though they're kind of big and imposing because <laughs> yeah. it kept people from walking behind the bar mm-hmm. so there's no good okay. like barrier so sure. they're anxious for me to put the photos back where they belong i'm just sure. i'm filling them right now they're right. sitting in the brewery gotcha awesome <laughs> awesome so yeah. it's four-man function so totally just yeah. from the it's it's incredible just from the all the different people you've managed to work with and all these different collaborations you've done and, and, and things like that like like who who are your who are sort of your brewing heroes and like who have you who have you sort of managed to work with that you were like like oh my god you know like, like, like you said like big sky you got to meet and you were like your yeah. beer was like what got me into this so do you uh, still feel that now or is it all absolutely, just like yeah my, my buddies you know like yeah i mean meeting ken grossman at sierra nevada's festival wow, I, that they do every year he was serving beer and i was like wow that's awesome. really meeting you in person he's he's the rock star yeah I, um i've met sam calgioni a couple of times cool. and mm. remarkably i met him when i was a home brewer and was just like wow you're so neat he remembered <laughs> me oh wow. he remembered because i was like i was doing something i was making t-shirts out of of like men's t-shirts into women's t-shirts cool. um and he he seemed to remember me the next time i met him like a year later which was really cool that's nice. very cool yeah um he seems like i actually i got to go to a beer dinner tommy was uh busy that gabf this right. is when i was at lost abbey so really mm-hmm. early on mm-hmm. so i got to go to a beer dinner at the kitchen in boulder and it was with garrett oliver sam calagione um was a uh, in Boulder was Papazian there by any chance or um I've fist bumped Papazian oh, no. a couple of times cool. well if you win a medal you get to so cool. you yeah. get to fist bump Charlie we should, yeah we should talk about that you won <laughs> the uh, silver medal uh, arts district for your smoked uh yeah remind me the smoked smoked porter smoked porter yeah nice. yeah that must have been it was kind of like just trying to mimic Alaskan smoked right. porter which is like <laughs> the iconic smoked porter of course but I even like toned it down a little hmm. because I wasn't sure that people would accept it that they sure. would, would be adventurous enough right. to try it um and it turns out people are very adventurous at arts districts That's they will cool. they That's will try good. anything um, yeah. so it lets you brew a lot yeah yeah I mean yeah always like even we can attest to that obviously um, well, I work in beer, but you are working beer now. But you know, but we, but we, <laughs> when we ever we go in, we're like, oh, awesome! We've got to try. There's something new on. We've got to try mm-hmm. whatever's the most unique sounding thing. Yeah. yeah, and that was, if I'm, I'm a bit, bit beer nerdy. That was 2016, wasn't it? I think it, yeah. it was like a nuts year for like. LA beer, wasn't it? Like a bunch yeah, it was a really good year. Popping up everywhere. There were a lot of yeah. medals in LA that yeah, year. Yeah, it was, was awesome. Yeah. Which is really cool, and I, I, I love how much. Um, how the scene is growing just in the past sort of three years there are so mm-hmm. many new breweries opening up and the scene is really really growing um and the the festival that happened not of not at the time of recording but um yesterday um it's martin luther king day at the time of recording and yesterday it was the dtla brewers fest mm-hmm. right and even, yeah even that great if, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sure i unfortunately I, I couldn't couldn't be down there but um but yeah just that that community vibe where everyone's getting together and putting a festival together and yeah like, which has been really was, neat to yeah. learn how to do it um it's hard um right. it's hard selling tickets sure sure mm-hmm. it's yeah. hard um you know managing the whole thing we luckily have a a really big group of people to pull from mm-hmm. but awesome. man if i had to put on a festival like that by myself that would be so stressful <laughs> event management is just like it's hard enough to plan my own birthday party yeah <laughs> something <Right>? like that <laughs> trying to get your friends to come to where right. you yeah. are is hard they already like it. Yeah. It's hard for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing! So, so yeah, talking about uh, talking about community and brewers and and, and the brewing industry mm-hmm. at, at large. When you first when you first get got your start in brewing and you and you worked your way up through this amazing, incredible career to, to being a brewmaster of not one but two uh, <laughs> two spaces. Um, 
Did the fact that you were female ever come into it? Like when you, was it ever something that you thought, I'm going to struggle with this? Or was there ever any, and I only say this because brewing as just generally has been a traditionally male dominated yeah. field. From, was it ever something you and thought this of, is going to make things difficult or did you ever come across that? Or Part of why it's become a male-dominated field is industrialization. Right. Hmm. Um, and men got first dibs on work in the factories. And sure. this is light manufacturing. Right, right. We right. are working with forklifts and pallet jacks and chemicals mm-hmm. and metals and things like that every day. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, not, um, it's not so much that... It's brewing. It's that it's a manufacturing job. Sure, Got I it. think. Sure. Um, but there is a lot more to it now, especially now that breweries are getting smaller and more mm-hmm. boutique. Yes. Right. Um, the physical side of it has never bothered me as a woman. I right. think maybe initially there's a little bit of doubt. Um, I do remember when I worked at Raleigh's, the beer bar, mm-hmm. where I started um, to learn to like beer. Um, right. I wanted to be a bartender, which I eventually was able to be a bartender, but I was told if you're a bartender, you're basically the manager on duty and you need to be able to stack kegs. Hmm. Oh, right, okay. Because if one blows, you need to be able to put another one up onto the rack. Sure. Right. right. And I was like, well, I can't do that. Sure. Kegs weigh like 160 pounds. And I was like, that's more than I weigh. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) It was more than I weigh. (laughs) (laughs) um, So I was like, I don't. I don't think I can do that. And I think someone kind of laughed and they were like, well, Kim can do it. Um, Kim's a girl I actually went to high school with. Hmm. I don't know if she knows that she's my inspiration for stacking kegs and doing this job. <laughs> Kim Spalding. Well, she's super short. She's like five right. feet tall. <laughs> and they were like, well, Kim can do it. Kim, she was just Kim's like, a bartender boom. already. She had the weightlifting belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if Kim figured out how to do it, I was like, well, I could figure out how to do it. Yeah, then. sure. Yeah. And I did. And I ended up being a bartender um, like briefly before I graduated and moved on nice. but I, I you know I made it and I worked my way up and yeah. completed that physical challenge that I thought I couldn't do right, right and just hearing that someone else did it who was actually smaller than me I was like well yeah. I'm 5'8 I should be able to do it that's awesome yeah that's awesome um, so that kind of thing comes up today you know people say I, I can't stack that keg and I'm mm-hmm. like well you, you have to be willing because that's you know you can't force someone to lift something that's bigger sure. than them super heavy yeah, but sure. if you want to there is a way yeah yes, yeah. there's always a way <laughs> that's awesome I mean, so yeah that physical aspect um, mm-hmm. kind of came into play early on that I was like oh I can do this yeah. and with every challenge after that I was like I'll bet I can do this right right and then meeting Renee who was at Log Anitas, um, mm-hmm. who told me that she had done it. I was like, okay, yeah. well then I can do so it. So you're constantly getting inspired and constantly like... I didn't yeah. think about it again for like yeah. a while after that. After talking to Renee, after I had that um, that idea that someone else had done it, I was mm-hmm. like, well, I should be able to do it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't think about it again until I had been working at Lost Abbey for like six months or a right. year. And there was an article in the West Coaster about women in brewing mm-hmm. and they listed you know these bar owners um ingrid um mm-hmm. forgetting the name of her bar down there but um all of these people yeah. that are like tasting room managers sales sure. uh owners stuff like that and i was the only brewer listed right hmm. i told you calling me assistant brewer was a generous thing because yeah. <laughs> i mostly labeled bottles <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I was the only brewer listed. And I was hmm. like, where are the other brewers? Right, right. Yeah. It turns out there were only like two. There was Laura Ulrich, who's president of the Pink Boots Society now. And yeah, she yeah. had been doing it for a long time already. Mm-hmm. Sure. And there was like one other girl working somewhere. Like sort of she had since moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was nobody else working hmm. in the brewery that I knew of at the time right and it's grown a lot since then yeah um but that was sort of a realization that it was that rare yeah yeah. um and like judging on how many brewers there were at the time sort of anecdotally i think it was in like single digit percentage right you know i think we were like three to five percent of the workforce Mm -hmm. um and then as time's gone on i think it's gotten better Mm -hmm. i think it's up more in the teens um i've talked to women in tech um like we Mm -hmm. did some work with intuit um with their women's group and hosting something and they were like yeah we're in like the teens for how many women work in tech right now right right um so i think the the more i think the more the women see other women doing it yeah the less 
likely they'll be to think that they can't right, or right, even right. have yeah, that thought. Yeah, of course. So that's that's what I hope because there's certainly a way if you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. From 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 what I can see, the the trend is definitely going upwards. I think it's and and across I, all industries, even y- yeah, mm-hmm. which is which is obviously amazing to see. And L- LA for me feels like. A little bit of a lightning rod for that as well. Like yeah, for, there are for a lot of women brewing influencers mm-hmm. and women brewing, and it's, it's Alex amazing. and Lynn over at Three Weavers, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's a lot of other women head brewers yeah. or Indie, know, weed brewers. Indie Bruco, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Monkish too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's really it's it's really good to see. And for for me, like I, I mentioned this a lot on on the, on the podcast, but <laughs> I, I worked in a few different like a few different industries, and for me. The craft beer industry has always been the most welcoming and uh, just supportive as a as a community, and I just mm-hmm. I feel like yeah I'm I'm curious to know like it's thank you for sh- like sharing that story with us yeah and, but did you ever did you ever feel any any backlash from the industry for being a woman or is has it been relatively no, no yeah, it's no. been uh, more positive than anything. It's when good. you're that odd person out, um, yeah. you, hmm. you get remembered a right, little bit right. more. Sure. Um, even if people don't quite remember your name, they might be like <laughs> the girl brewer. Um, <laughs> like, it's like, great. All so right. we, still have, we still have work to do, but yeah, for sure, sure. Well, it, it makes yeah. you stand out a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been, I could maybe count on one hand the number of instances where I felt like someone was talking to me differently or talking down to me for mm. being a woman right. um so it's definitely the rarity right. yeah yeah well, that's good <laughs> that's good that's good to hear that's good that's what i want from the brewing industry yeah I, I i i i adore it like i i went from entertainment industry to brewing industry and from from cutthroat horrible people to to what i feel like or you know everyone i meet i just yeah. I it's primarily very yeah friendly and team yeah. oriented mm-hmm. and maybe just because you know we're drinking beer all the surrounded time, by beer. <laughs> how unfriendly can you be so yeah i guess just just to just to wrap up i mean for anyone else who wanted to get into the like anyone wanted to get into the brewing industry like mm-hmm. what would be what would be like your your main bit of advice from someone who's really gone from like from you know uh bottle labeling to now brewmaster, brewmaster several, yeah. several spots what's your what would be your, your your key advice it's important to do some homework um, right. mm-hmm. you know people show up and they say I want to brew with you and they've got no idea what the brewing process entails mm-hmm. and like that's something that you could research beforehand yeah. to at least sort of understand what's going on um, and then yeah I encourage people to not jump in and start a brewery without having worked in one. Sure. Um, <laughs> there can be a lot of like surprising things that you have to do. Yeah. Um, just working in a brewery, even if it's just for six months cleaning kegs, you get mm-hmm. a lot more of a feel for like Definitely. what comes and goes in the building and how many employees there are for how much beer is getting made. Yeah. So just general business a, know-how. From a production yeah. point of view, yeah, I, I think working in a brewery is very mm-hmm. valuable if you are starting a brewery. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, this has been an absolute treat. Like, thank you so much for. Uh, for yeah, for, for beers have been wonderful. Space is great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Thanks I for just. Coming. I of just course. really. Yeah. yeah. I just. I. I really hope you like all the best with with this and just whatever else you you put your mind to. You're obviously very amazingly skilled at the beers you make and like thank every, you so much. Every, every new beer you make we're super happy to enjoy so yeah yeah awesome. so thanks for meeting with us and thank you so thank you much also i must say he knows he's been trying to get me into sours for like a couple of years now I i'm sure. not the biggest sour guy i like, like this it? sour no way <laughs> I like this sour. really i do well, oh, i was gonna hats off to jeremy at Torio. they made an excellent blend for yes. us i was, was gonna good. i was gonna ask you a fair i was <laughs> yeah. like did you did you like that did you like that? i was like no yes <laughs> oh i'm so happy what a way to cap it hooray uh, yeah yes. that's that's our show thank you so much awesome uh, thank awesome. you